let's talk spiritual stuff. Whatever spirit lights you up. Hi there, I'm Tracy, and this is the Essential Stepmom Podcast, your source of unconventional advice and inspiration for the womanly art of raising someone else's kids. Is it really an art? You bet. Nobody pops out of the womb with an instinct for step parenting. It's something you practice and get better at, like anything else. And if you found this podcast, it means you're smart enough to look for someone who's been practicing the moves for a long time to stand in your corner and coach you through it. I'll share my wins, my missteps, and my analysis of what worked for my family over the last 14 years and why it could work for you too. If you like this stuff, don't forget to subscribe. And you can get more of me at EssentialStepMom.com. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know I'm a little woo. Okay, let's be honest. I'm pretty damn woo. I called this podcast The Womanly Art of Raising Someone Else's Kids. It's a nod to a book called The Womanly Art of Breastfeeding, written in 1958, not long before I was born, in fact, and published by La Leche League International. That book is one I didn't read, although I knew about it when my daughter was born. If I'd read it, I might have understood that there was a hell of a lot to learn about the womanly art. It wasn't called the womanly instinct or the self-evident art of breastfeeding. An art is something that's cultivated, practiced, developed. It's not a craft project with macaroni and sparkles. Art implies some kind of order, a context for creative expression. And the nursing relationship between a baby and their mother is unique. Ask anyone who's had more than one child, they're all different. Some nurse great right off the bat and others have a hard time. Me and my baby girl, we had a hard time getting into the flow. I didn't know what I didn't know. I didn't even know there was stuff to know. I did know enough to hire a lactation consultant and I can pat myself on the back about that at least. But, oh God, it was hard. I always needed another adult to hold those little hands out of her mouth so that I could pop my boob in. And it had to be done at a precise angle or else she'd just bite down and not get anything, which only made her bite harder. Who knew how complex this supposedly innate process could be? I spent a lot of time crying in those early weeks especially at three o'clock in the morning when I was all by myself feeling like I should totally be able to pull up my big girl pants and just nurse this helpless infant. I felt like a failure. I was in a lot of pain, cracked nipples, the whole deal. And every two hours I was being like re-traumatized by this little baby that I was actually becoming more and more afraid of every day. I thought, I'm such a loser. How did the human race survive for millennia and now I'm not going to be able to do this? Did the Neanderthals need state-of-the-art electric breast pumps and sterilized bottles and the pumping? Don't even get me started. It would take like 45 minutes to pump and another half an hour to get it into her. 
My entire day revolved around feeding this child. Thank God there was no social media back then. I, I don't know how I would have survived Instagram. Why am I telling you all this? I want you to know how hard it is to learn the womanly art of anything. There's nothing that just comes naturally. At least it didn't to me. And I know a lot of other moms who would say the same thing. So the womanly art of raising someone else's kids is like motherhood, only turned up to expert level and with no secrets for unlocking the achievements. This is not something that other women know how to do better than you. There are only people who have been playing longer and can point you to where to grab some perks or an extra life. So I was going to talk about something spiritual today. Right now, we're right on top of what should be one of the most spiritual moments of the year. But it's mostly been turned into a time for kids to go hyper-materialistic. And for the adults, it's another opportunity to feel not good enough about something. It's also an ideal forum for competition because... Hell, Santa's going to bring the really good stuff to the home of the better parent, right? That's what everyone is talking about right now in all the groups. Who gets to give the high-ticket present? Or, we can't afford that shit and she's buying it for the kids with my husband's money. Well, you know what? You can't stop that from happening. You can't. So don't waste your precious mental bandwidth on it. Your experience of the holidays has to be rooted in connecting in whatever way feels good to you to a higher source. If you didn't know this already, I'm a Jew devoted to the Vipassana tradition of Buddhist meditation. So as far as I'm concerned, that higher source can be God or the universe or whatever feels right for you. This holiday is based on a compelling story about the triumph of an unconventional family, a pregnant girl with a crazy story and no husband, a guy who steps up in the biggest way, committed to raising a child that's not only not his, but that everybody knows is not his. Completely broke, no landlord will look at them, even though she's clearly in some urgent need of a bed, getting rejected everywhere they go, and finally, giving birth out of doors in an unheated animal shelter. But every birth is precious and mysterious, and this child becomes a symbol of how life itself is a gift from God. And pretty soon, this forsaken family is surrounded with abundance. And I also have to point out that the kid who comes with nothing to share but a song He's just as appreciated as the dudes who bring a box of gold coins. Think about that. Do you cry when you hear a rendition of The Little Drummer Boy or We Three Kings? Tell the truth. But it's so easy to get sucked into that box of gold. And by the way, frankincense and myrrh are used a lot these days as essential oils and they cost a fortune. But anyway... An experience is just as enduring as a heap of money and expensive stuff. And I'm not just saying that. The things that kids will remember years and years from now are not the iPad and the PlayStation. 
I hope that if you already have those things wrapped up and hiding somewhere in your house, the kids will be super grateful for them. But if those things are under someone else's tree, you have to know that the experience you give will outlast those big ticket orgasms of excitement. Last year, my daughter and my stepdaughter spent the whole holiday playing Jenga. It cost me about 10 bucks and it built a relationship between two girls who are 12 years apart in age and had never really been able to connect before. Someone in my Facebook group talks about giving her stepkids their new Christmas pajamas and sending them off to bed only to find a golden ticket on their pillow with instructions to come downstairs for a surprise. Then they all piled into the warmed up car and drove around town looking at the lights and then came home for hot chocolate. Could you ever forget something like that? I once visited a home on the day after Christmas and the whole tree was piled up with their now unwrapped gifts, which were exclusively things that they were passing down to each other. Books and records from the grandparents and sisters-in-law were giving each other the sweaters and jewelry that they had admired, bow ties and teapots. It was spectacular. I found it really moving. So I'd like to share a little slice of sanity with you here now. I want you to think about whatever is stressing you out about the holidays, Christmas or COVID or visits or not being able to visit, lockdown fatigue, whatever. I'd like you to rate the intensity of that stressed feeling from zero to 10. How bad is it? What's the thing that's bugging you? Anxiety about the day or about the gifts or the food? Put a number on it from zero to 10. Now, sit comfortably and close your eyes. Cover your forehead lightly with your hand, as lightly as you can. It's okay to lean your elbow on a table or the steering wheel if you're parked, obviously. And play yourself a little mental video of the situation that you're thinking about. The stressful thing, whatever it is that you're worried about, your worst case scenario. Play about 20 seconds of that mental video. You can do that now. Whatever it is that, that you're worried about, that you're feeling stressed about. Okay, so maybe do that once again. Just see it all happening. Hear what's going on. The wrapping paper coming off, what people are saying, the smell of the turkey or the burnt gravy. <laughs> okay. Now, play it again, but this time, add a positive twist. Edit in a happy ending. Make it come out the way you want. Make it come out with a positive feeling. Someone loves their gift or thanks you for a great dinner or helps you clean up. Everyone's nice to each other. The kids play so well together. You're feeling so happy. Really hear what's happening around you. Feel the hugs. Taste the amazing dessert. When you're ready, 
open your eyes. Now, rate the feeling again. How intense is it from zero to 10? I'm gonna guess you're down at least a few points. That's already good. If you wanna feel even better, just do it again. You can do this anytime you want. You are completely in charge of how you feel. You can change how you feel anytime just by changing your thoughts. And this is a great container for doing just that. So that's my little holiday gift to you. If you love this kind of work and want to get better at changing your thoughts, we should talk. I'd love to chat about how I can help you to learn the womanly art of raising someone else's kids so you can finally start having a happier experience of step family life because that's what it's all about. And when you master this art, you'll be mastering yourself and then you can do anything and you'll know it. Hit me up with an email or a personal message or a phone call and we can get started right away with one-to-one -one life coaching focused on up-leveling your step-parenting game. It's been a crazy year, but we're all still here. I'm grateful to you for listening and for your letters. Keep them coming. I'm still blown away that stepmoms are joining in from every corner of the world. How cool is that? So thanks from all of us here at the Essential Stepmom Podcast. That's me, me, and me. We all thank you. Hopefully, I'm going to be here again next week with the very last podcast of 2020. See you then. Thank you.